Hi, this is Elise. I'm bringing an offering of true horror, kindly shared by you, every episode of this podcast. And then it got weird. Back in the 1980s in the small town where I lived, there wasn't really a lot to do. A group of us kids kind of formed and we would make our own adventures every weekend. I was around 15 years old at the time and the seven other kids I hung out with were around the same age. One weekend we all met up at a nature trail to just walk and joke around. As we were walking along the trail, somebody mentioned that there was an abandoned honor farm not far from where we were. We all thought it was a good idea to go there and check out this scary and mysterious abandoned building. We walked for about a mile when we reached it. I remember having a high school teacher who told us a story about a friend who had gone there. His friend was alone and a short time after he had toured this scary old building, he walked outside, only to be met by three Doberman pinchers. My teacher said that the dogs were snarling at his friend and he decided that his only option was to run away as fast as he could. The dogs chased him to this fenced area where he proceeded to climb over the fence. When he found himself safely on the other side of the fence, he heckled the dogs that had chased him. Suddenly, the dogs stopped barking and growling and they looked at the fence in a way that was methodical. They approached the fence and began literally climbing it. They used their legs as they climbed the fence in the same way a person would. His friend ran away as fast as he could, and the dogs never caught up to him. The story had left me with a real curiosity about the place, so I was excited to go. We arrived at the notorious building, and we all ran inside and split up as we explored this crazy building. Myself and my very best friend headed up a concrete stairway to the second floor, where we walked in and out of the old abandoned rooms that were filled with traces of the past. There was graffiti splattered all over the walls, so we knew that many others had been here exploring and damaging everything in sight. We came to this room that was completely dark and we stood outside of the doorway, too afraid to go in. At this point, two guys from the group showed up and we dared them to go in. One of the guys looked at us and rolled his eyes and just walked into the room as he felt along the wall to guide him. He was in the room for what seemed like some minutes. Suddenly he jumped out with a scary boo as we all jumped backwards and then laughed at what he'd done. At that moment he looked down at his hands and they were covered in what looked like blood. It's probably red paint, I said, as I saw the fear in his eyes. Let's get back down to the first floor, I said. All four of us ran down the stairs, and we met the others in a hallway right off the staircase. One of the guys in the group was a joker. We all told him about the red gunk on the guy's hands from that room on the second floor, and he started to joke about it as we all laughed at his explanations. As everyone was standing there listening to this guy joke around, I turned toward the main foyer that was just a few feet away from where we were standing. As I looked, I suddenly saw a man walking through there. He walked at an angle, sort of left to right with confident strides. He was very tall, and he didn't even turn to look at us. 
He was wearing a long overcoat that had a hood that was pulled over his head. He was well-dressed and was wearing nice shoes. I don't know why I remember his shoes, but I took note of it. He just walked from where I could see him, and then he was out of my view. I interrupted the guy who was talking and told him what I had just seen. Everyone looked in that direction, but nobody could see the man. We all decided that we should leave and started heading back to the area where we'd all been dropped off by our parents. As we walked, we forgot all about the possible blood on the guy's hands and the man that I had seen, and we just joked around, having fun as we walked. That night, I spent it at my friend's house. They had this rabbit pen in their backyard with several adorable rabbits that my friend's mother had taken in and fed after they were abandoned as babies. The next morning, we got up and went into the kitchen where my friend's dad told us to not go out into the backyard. We pressed him as to why we couldn't go there and he told us that someone had come into their yard and cut off the heads of all the rabbits. He said that the strangest part was that there was no blood at all. It was almost as if someone drank the blood right after chopping their heads off. Right away I knew that someone had followed us from the other farm and that same person or whatever it was had killed the rabbits. Something was seriously up with that place. It has since been torn down and nothing remains of that old building. There were so many scary stories coming out of the place that the city decided to level it. There is even a movie that was made out of it a few years back. People may not think that evil is real, but I assure everyone, it is. for some mild cursing I just figured I'd give a heads up here's the story I want to start off with a little bit about me as it helps in context with the story I'm a 22 year old person working in the medical field I'm a floater medical technician at the moment which means I get a schedule every week going to different assisted living facilities skilled nursing facilities independent living facilities all the living facilities that usually hold a majority of elderly people and help with vaccinations and general patient care all around my state. Sometimes I'm only 30 minutes from home, but I've driven three hours before even. And most times they drag on long into the night. Being that I'm not really that picky and I know how to handle myself and money is money, I usually don't mind the drive though it can get a little tiring after working six days in a row. Now that you know how I work, I guess I'll tell you about where I live. I'm basically in the foothills or in the mountains. Lots of back roads, lots of trees. I know, typical of scary stories, the middle of nowhere with spooky trees. But once again, I don't think much of it. I've lived around forests all my life, and I see them as peaceful rather than scary. So I finish up this particular clinic at around 6 p.m. And as you know, if you live up north in the winter, it's dark by then. But once again, I'm thinking nothing of it. But even so, I'm tired and hungry and ready to go to bed. My team calls it a day, and I set up to take my hour and 45-minute drive home. The first 30 minutes, I'm in town, then on a highway. So pretty nice, smooth sailing listening to lo-fi music as per usual, 
I keep driving, then I notice a huge crash up ahead, like a four or five car pileup, real nasty on this busy highway. So I take an exit off the highway and I'm going to drive around it so I can get home and into my bed quicker, rather than sit and wait for them to clear a path from one of the lanes. Anyway, I start driving through this town that honestly looks like maybe three freaking people live in it. <laughs> All the buildings are run down. The road is so messed up. It's awful. My car's poor tires and hydraulic system were begging for me to stop. So I had to slow down a lot as to not stress my car. It's dark and really old. But again, places like this exist. A town on its last breath. I've seen them more than a few times from living up and down the east coast in less than shitty neighborhoods. I'm not going to judge. But I will note this place is just really, really empty. No cars, no lights, boarded up houses, just empty. I'm driving between 15 and 20 miles an hour. My bright's on so I can see. And it's a clear night, so I have that going for me. As I'm driving past this big fire department overrun with bare trees, a loud thunk comes from the roof of my car. Great. I quickly pull over into the parking lot of the abandoned fire department. I open the door in a panic, expecting to see some tree branch denting on my roof. But nope, nothing. Which is weird enough as it is. I'm like, what the hell? I knew something in my roof. So I go to check behind my car. Maybe it rolled off. Maybe it was a bird or a bat that fell and then flew away. There are a lot of trees around here. I walk all around my car and look into the messed up road. Just nothing. Like a little pansy. I'm freaking over some animals. Ha! I'm a mile away now thanks to the helpful yet very beat up and weathered signs. I'm calming down. Nothing crazy. Maybe it could be a good idea to play my lo-fi again. Just as I reach for my phone in the passenger side seat, something rushes past my headlights. I scream and break hard. I don't know why, it was yards away from me, in the very distant part of the headlights. Alright, that's a final straw. I'm crying at this point, shaking so hard I can barely grip the wheel, eyes blurry with tears. I don't care about the music anymore, and even though I'm still reminding myself Animals inhabit tree-dense abandoned towns all the time. This situation was still enough to get me crying. I keep driving, trying to focus on getting to that damn highway. But that's when I see it. If it's a human, then it's not like any human I've ever seen. On the other side of the road, seeming to stand politely on the sidewalk, as if waiting for me to pass so it could cross the street. It was this tall thing. It had sunken facial features and looked naked. Loose skin, a lot of it. Sagging down its legs and arms, piling at the wrists, ankles and knees, around its neck and hanging from its jaw. I saw it for half a second before I slammed my foot down on the gas. I'm screaming obscenities now. Fuck this, fuck that, what the fuck, what the fuck? You get the idea. My onslaught of emotions being too much. Goosebumps cover me from head to toe, tears rolling down my face, hands gripping my steering wheel so tight that there's nail marks in it. 
I swerve into the highway and recklessly into the other lane. I drive at 80 for a little bit before eventually slowing down and pulling over to the side of the road to sob and call my dad. He picks up instantly, and when he hears me crying, he's all concerned, trying to get to my story. I explain everything. I called it a man in some scary monster costume. And my dad instructed me to call the police, which I didn't really want to do. I was already a nervous wreck having to explain it or even go back with someone else. Absolutely F that. But my dad insisted, so I called the cops. I tell them, I saw a man in the town back there off the exit in a costume and he scared me really bad. And after a few more questions, the cops said that they check it out and sent me on my way. No, I can't be sure it wasn't a costume. No, I can't be sure it wasn't some weird outfit and bad lighting at night. No, I'm not saying all of these events were connected in some way, but what I am saying is, it all happened so quick, it was hard to dismiss as nothing, and if this was a costume, it had to be a damn good costume, because it was hyper-realistic, and I saw every single fold and wrinkle and could even make out a couple blue paints. I don't even remember the name of the town right now. I haven't gotten a call back from the police about any updates if there was anyone found with a costume on, stalking the side of the road in a beat up town at 7 p.m. It happened about a month ago and I'm better now. As long as I'm in my car, I'm safe. But I no longer feel safe being outside of my car at night. Not even the short walk from my front door to my driveway is safe anymore. I'll start shaking and panting if I'm outside in the dark alone. I'll start shaking and panting if I'm outside in the dark alone for more than five seconds. I don't know who to tell or what to believe. But at the very least, I hope you guys found it entertaining. years ago, back in 2017, I was 14 years old. I lived in a medium-sized town, which had a population around 50,000 people back at the time, in a big yet ugly and old house. I lived with my parents and my big brother, who was 10 years older than me, but they worked until at least 7 p.m., so I pretty much had the house all to myself. I was a pretty quiet and introverted kid who at the time had no friends, so I stayed in the house all day. Anyway, one day when I was coming back from school two hours earlier, the doors had already been unlocked. At the time though, I was too excited and distracted from the happiness I had when the school released us earlier than usual, so I didn't notice that the door was already unlocked. I casually walked inside and I heard footsteps inside of the living room and I casually say hello who's there I thought the person walking around was my brother who was also let out earlier from work for some reason or overslept but my thoughts instantly changed when I heard whoever was in the living room run upstairs with full speed to my room there was no fucking way that my brother was trying to scare me or something because he himself hates getting pranked by others. 
Anyway, I got scorched shitless when I heard the burglar, and I just froze there for a few seconds. When I snapped back, I realized that I can't just stand there, and that there's got to be something I could do. My phone was empty, and there were no other phones in the house, so calling the police or my parents was not an option. After a few minutes of standing and thinking, I finally came up with a plan, and the plan was... I was going to sneak into the kitchen, grab a knife, and then come to my room and threaten whoever was in my house with a knife and force them out. I did exactly that and extremely slowly climbed up the stairs to execute my plan. Unfortunately for me, the house had old wooden stairs, which would creak even at the smallest steps, but I thought a burglar wouldn't notice it because my room was on the right side of the upstairs floor. When I got close to my room's door, I heard the burglar repeatedly try to open something. I thought he wanted to open and hide in the closet to wait for me, to come in for a surprise attack. So I shouted in the most threatening voice I could get, I know you're still in there. I have a knife in my hands and if you don't get out of my house, I will use it, I fucking swear. I heard the burglar grunt in a deep voice and frustratedly drop something on the floor which at the time I assumed was his bag filled with money and stuff that he had stolen from my house. So now I knew the burglar was a man. Right after he dropped something, I heard the burglar open the door, open the window, and jump out of there with no signs of hesitation. I immediately came in and what I saw next still haunts me to this day. He dropped the bag on the floor that was indeed filled with money and some tech. But right next to the bag, he also dropped a fucking gun. I felt shivers crawling down my spine and I froze again for a few seconds, despite not wanting to. After I snapped back, I immediately looked out of the window in terror and saw nothing. It's like he just fucking disappeared like a ghost or something. I began charging my phone after carefully looking out the windows out of my house for the next 30 minutes to see if he maybe hid around the house. He didn't. After the phone had more than 5% battery life, I obviously called the cops and told them what happened. They immediately came to my house, asked me a few questions about the burglar and searched the area. The cops searched very hard, but the guy that did all of this was never found because I never saw his face or what he looked like. My parents and my brother were called back from work, and when they came back, they were all extremely worried and they hugged me very tightly. After that, I finally felt a sense of relief, but to this day, I still carefully check whether the doors are locked. I will never forget this story, no matter how much I want to. You've listened to Honor Farm by Zealous Ideal Elk 3230, Abandoned Town by Ki Fuki, and A Burglar Broke Into My House When I Was 14 by underscore Lukiza underscore. Podcasting is something I've been thinking about for some time, and now I'm finally going to be releasing content. This new series is impossible without you, so if you have something to share, please write to me at igotweird.podcast at 
podcast at gmail.com. You can even send a sound recording, which I can transcribe or even air, so I will credit you as you wish. Well, it's Sunday here, Tokyo time, getting ready for the week. Shout out to my hometown in New Jersey. Keep enjoying your Sunday. And、uh, have a nice day or good, pleasant dreams wherever you are. This has been Elise with And Then It Got Weird. <laughs>